Coming up on Podcast 1588, Chevrolet reveal their $30,000-ish Equinox EV. Stick around, and I'll tell you what I know. Also on the podcast today, Rivian, partner with Mercedes-Benz Jeep, say they'll launch four EV SUVs by the middle of the decade, and Tesla will deliver half a million vehicles in the last three months of this year. So says the crystal ball gazers. Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you're listening around the world. Welcome to EV News Daily, your trusted source of EV information for the last one of the week, Friday 9th of September. My name is Martin Lee, and I go through every EV story... So you don't have to, right? We'll start with some good news for Ford Mustang Mach-E owners. Ford is introducing three new features to their Blue Cruise. It's Blue Cruise 1.2, including hands-free lane changes, part of their driver assistance system. The uh, first shared details of Blue Cruise hands-free back in April last year when it debuted on the Mustang Mach-E. And now the 2023 model year of the Mustang Mach-E gets even better. Similar to Tesla's autopilot, uh, but with the advantage of offering a true hands-free experience in hands-free mode. Uh, That means you don't have to have your hands on contact with the steering wheel. Unless prompted by the vehicle alerts, writes electric.co. They say, unlike other approaches like GM's Super Cruise, which uses red and green lighting, or Tesla's autopilot, which requires the driver to have their hands on the steering wheel at all times, Blue Cruise uh, communicates with the driver in different ways. Electric says that the instrument cluster transitions to communicate that the feature is in hands-free mode through text and blue lighting cues. Uh, Blue Cruise uh, is coming to the Mustang Mach-E, then the Ford F-150 Lightning. Good news for their uh, EV owners. It'll have lane lane change assist and predictive speed assist. So if you are going around the corner, uh, it'll uh, approach sharp curves at appropriate speeds and things like that. All very good news. Now, headline story and GM is betting on the Equinox and the 30000 dish price tag because that's not set in stone uh, the company expects to make the electric model of its popular chevrolet equinox suv available for sale in about a year for about thirty thousand dollars so they're not exactly nailing down a launch date and the exact price but hey you know supply chains and things and you know they don't want to be tied down do they um it'll do yeah about 250 miles on a single charge on their ultium battery technology and it's going to be a linchpin of gm because you know they're spending about 35 billion dollars you know there's a lot of this which is kind of rough numbers uh the chief engineer the Equinox project is uh, called doug Houlihan, and he says the vehicle uh, will come in two different battery pack sizes a base model and a longer range version as well. The longer range version, the battery of that will also go into their Blazer as well. And the Lyric, that's the car that went on sale this summer. So using that Ultium technology in as many uh, places as they can, it'll be assembled in Mexico. So that would probably think, you know, with different wages, uh, lower wages, you could uh, you could say, uh, will help them make money out of the project. Uh, helping GM, uh, says Bloomberg.com. Helping GM is the face is the fact that the price of the Equinox is below the average sticker of the internal combustion engine competitor. Uh, must also uh, be cheaper than other EVs when you think about it. If you look at cars that it might well be up against, Hyundai's Ionic 5, uh, Kia EV6, 10 grand, less than both of those, easily. Um, there are uh, 
Ha. There are lots of options. Before we get into those, um, and this may make sense to you, um, we'll look at the charging. It comes with 11 kilowatt AC charging or 19.2 kilowatt level 2 AC charging. That's very good, actually. If you can find yourself a nice quick AC post, that's lovely. Um, and also, I think that's available on the bigger spec cars. And also 150 kilowatt DC fast charging. Well, that's the peak. I suppose. Uh, need to see the charge curve, as always, with all of these things. But uh, that's about 70 miles of range in 10 minutes. Not the fastest out there. I thought the Ultium technology was, you know, nailed on 800 volts, mega fast, going to blow you away. Um, strap in for those fast charging speeds, but uh, maybe they've dialed it back or saved some money. I don't know. Um, the car isn't going to be around for a year, but all very interesting to have a look at the Equinox SUV. EV version of this could be very, very popular if it is indeed $30,000. And there may well be some incentives as it's made in North America, but that all depends on the battery pack, of course, because... Whew, let's not get into the, uh, uh, the the ways to get $7,500 off a car if the, you're standing on one leg and the battery's never sniffed China. Um, it may apply, it may not, we don't know. But let's look at the, let's look at the, the model lineup. There's the 1, 2, and 3. Uh, the easiest, I mean, and if you are used to buying and window shopping for the Equinox, it's not a car that we get here uh, in Europe, then it may make perfect sense to you. But at my first glance, not having seen the lineup of this car before the spec list in other words uh, it seems overly complicated but it might i might just be being daft there's the one two and the three there's the lt and the rs so there's the one lt the two lt the three lt but there's no one rs so there's the one lt two lt three lt two rs and three rs and within those you've then got a mix of uh, front wheel drive and all wheel drive so you get a one lt and i imagine that's the base model uh, your one lt comes with your front wheel drive 250 miles your front wheel drive 300 miles and your all wheel drive which knocks 20 miles off the top range so 280 miles you're making notes i hope so then and there's the 2LT and the 3LT. Oh, well, look, you can go online and have a look at it, but it gets awfully... There's many permutations. Big battery, small battery, LTs, 1s, 2s, and 3s. But it does mean that when the Equinox EV arrives at dealerships this time-ish, next year in 2023, it could well be, you know, around 13 or 15 grand cheaper than a Ford Mustang Mach-E. And if it is indeed up against a Tesla Model Y, and again... I don't know the vehicle, so that might be a stretch. That is 35 grand less than the Model Y. So it could well be that maybe you go for this purely on a value play. Now, the exterior design of the LT trim is similar to the gas version, which they have in the US. Um, and they've other, also restyled some other bits for the EV uh, cars, 19 or 20 inch wheels, uh, no details on exact gross or net battery capacity. That's still to come. Um, but it does look like it's not using the full 800 volt Ultium technology. Otherwise, it would be sort of 200 kilowatt plus charging speed. So 
We'll see, I guess. But look, if it's around $30,000, you know, and this time next year, then it could sell very well. But come on, bring it as soon as you can. Now we'll talk about Rivian partnering with Mercedes-Benz Vans. This time last year, um, Rivian was looking for the perfect location for a European factory. They were scouting out the UK, Germany and the Netherlands. And now it looks like they have a place to go in Europe with Mercedes-Benz for commercial vehicles. They've said that they could well further their a relationship. More possibilities, according to the automakers, says AutoEvolution.com. Uh, the European electric vans they'll be making will use two platforms. There's the Mercedes-Benz vans platform uh, called Vanier, V-A-N dot E-A. Uh, and then there's the Rivian light van platform. And the first of them, the Mercedes-Benz platform, is what you'll find underneath something like the Mercedes-Benz EQV. That's the 90 grand people carrier that's really really nice by the way um and when rivian develops their vehicle with mercedes-benz um, they will enter a new market so uh, that platform at the minute underpins the amazon vans the edvs um the amazon delivery vans um, and so we'll wait and see what they make in europe when they are in the same building as mercedes-benz but interesting that rivian are choosing not to go their own path as it were um but but to get in bed with somebody, which is an interesting way of doing it. Seems sensible to my small brain, hedging their bets, and uh, and good luck there. Jeep are next in the news. This is interesting, because Jeep, owned by the megacorp Stellantis, just isn't really a thing here. Now, don't get me wrong, we see Grand Cherokees occasionally flying around, but Jeep, not the deal, at least in the UK... I can't speak for the rest of Europe, um, but than it is in the US, where it, it feels like they could have easily come with an EV before now because it's such a, a loved brand in America. But either way, they have announced now four all-electric models for the US and Europe. These coming by 2025, Jeep releasing the Wagoneer S. That is going to be... That's your big daddy leather SUV... Get some big rims on it, some blacked-out windows. That's a big luxury SUV. There's going to be the Recon, which looks like, <laughs> to my eyes, a Wrangler, but it's not. Um, uh, your off-roady thing. There's the Avenger, which looks like uh, a Hyundai Kona with a Jeep badge on. And then there's the 4xe Wrangler. Now, the Recon is going to be the first of their EVs to launch in North America. Production starts 2024. It carries on the legacy of the Wrangler. Um, so, kind of 4x4, off-road power, zero emissions. The Wagoneer, on the other hand, the Wagoneer is your 600 horsepower, 400 miles of range. Um, sort of big beast. That's They're going to release a 500 mile version as well so you can drive from new york city to toronto toronto um on a single charge if you want to the all-electric jeep avenger will come to europe not the u.s because i can see this is a small crossover and maybe not perfect um for the u.s market so that is something that is going to be up against vw id4 be up against hyundai kona kia e-nero mg zs Maybe like, these aren't off-road Jeep vehicles. These are your, you know, your suburban mummy wagons and daddy wagons to take your kids to football practice at the weekend and, and you know, feel that you've got a bit of a Jeep badge on the front. Hey, we could go off-roading, but it's not that. Um, it is, by all accounts, 
a very, very popular segment to enter, and I think that's sensible that they do that. They'll sell a ton of them if they get it right. Um, so the um, Avenger is the European one, um, coming by the middle of the decade, they say. Jeep's pure electric strategy with the upcoming Recon sits alongside the Avenger and the Wagoneer as their headline electric vehicles, all launched by 2025. Uh, The new Recon is a rival to a vehicle like the Hummer or the Bollinger. Jeep says it has given um, an unashamed design cue from the Wrangler, giving the car an upright stance, a bluff front end, wide haunches and chunky bumpers, writes autoexpress.co.uk. They say, like the Wrangler, the doors of the Recon are designed to be removed and the roof is retractable. And I think your rear quarter windows as well uh, can come out as well. So if you really love... Um, being as close to nature as possible whilst driving through it, because walking would be terrible. Um, But if you want to be close to nature, take off the doors, wind back the roof, and in electric silence, without polluting uh, the air that the the deers are breathing, then you can go and find yourself some nature. Four-wheel drive, of course, um, on that. Comes on their STLA architecture. The platform is the STLA Large if you're interested. Um, and a battery size over 100 kilowatt hours. Right, coming up on the podcast very soon, we'll talk about BYD launching their EV production in a new country. We'll look at Tesla and half a million vehicles by the in the last quarter of the year alone. And we'll talk Ford e-Transit. Those stories and more coming up. Now, let's talk some Bolly. The Bollinger B1 is a vehicle that you may remember. A couple of Bollinger vehicles, actually, the B1 and B2 electric trucks. Well, they kind of had to make way for the next evolution of that company. I've got a lot of love for Bollinger because they captured imaginations. They were driven by an individual who put his own money into the business, and I just had some love for them. I really wanted them to get to the market. I wonder if they will or not now uh, because they have been acquired by Mullen Automotive, uh, who I not a name that I knew, uh, but they're taking a controlling stake in Bollinger Motors, buying 60% of the stock for $150 million. They said yesterday uh, they're going to add the Bollinger medium-duty trucks and sport utility trucks to their own inventory. Mullen is a Southern Californian EV maker. Earlier this year, Bollinger announced it had selected Detroit's automaker Roush, or the supply Roush, as a contract manufacturer to assemble uh, their chassis cabs for electric commercial vehicles, says TheVerge.com. But it really was the B1 and the B2, their uh, boxy EVs that captured imaginations. Those vehicles, though, put on pause in favour of commercial vehicles. But as Bollinger tried to find a way to market, you know, and just one of those EV names over the years that, uh, uh, that hasn't quite made it there yet. But a company that is doing very, very well is BYD. They're ramping up their electric car plant, this time in Thailand, the Chinese electric vehicle manufacturer's plant in uh, Thailand's economic corridor to the east, uh, will be operational in 2024 and make 150,000 electric cars every single year. Now, the Thai government, according to Electrive.com, uh, the Thai government has long recognised an opportunity in the transformation of the auto industry. We want to make Thailand's Southeast Asia's hub for electric vehicles. They have now approved 26 EV projects from 17 companies. And if they come off, they'll be making 830,000 EVs every single year, which is amazing. Go Thailand. Go BYD. Great news. Now, Tesla's China-made vehicle wholesale volume is soaring last month. And we're 
fairly into September. So we've got the uh, August numbers to look back at. Tesla's wholesale volume of its China-made vehicles uh, was about 77,000. They're shy by about 35 units of that. Um, Surging from this time last year, up on the previous month as well, according to the China Passenger Car Association. It says, uh, gasgoo.com, regarding the wholesale units, that's you know how many Teslas are sold in China, how many Teslas are exported uh, of Teslas made in China vehicles last month, 42,500 of them were exported. So again, that China, until Berlin really ramps up, then Shanghai is doing so much of the heavy lifting in terms of exports and cars, not just here to Europe, of course, but around the world. Now, an analyst at the global equities research business has been looking at Tesla and predicts that in the final quarter of this year, if uh, all of those various different gigafactories they have around the world can ramp at the speed they think they will deliver 500,000 EVs in the last quarter of this year, which is brilliant, whether you love Tesla or not. that You have to say that is a brilliant achievement. Obviously, that would be an annualised rate of 2 million. They won't do that this year, but it is incredible. If they do, half a million pure electric vehicles by the end of this year in the last quarter. And as I always say on this podcast, it's about batteries now. I, I kind of, uh, I didn't come up with that myself. Sort of, you know, you read stuff. And when Elon Musk, two, three, four years ago, like, I can't remember, but you know, go go back a long time, and he was saying it's about batteries. Like our entire focus is securing battery supply contracts. And then fast forward a few years, and of course now they're using LG and CATL and BYD, we think, uh, and of course Panasonic and making their own, um, and other car companies don't seem to be in that position. Well, they are not in that position. They're battery supply constrained. I think Tesla are still battery supply constrained, but you go back to some earnings calls many, many years ago. And Elon was banging that drum, you know, several calls in a row. And so, you know, you fast forward and you go, oh, okay. So you want to make half a million EVs a year. you got a half a million batteries a year. Yeah, you kind of needed to be doing that many, many years ago and getting those agreements in place. Now, from the reports so far, the deliveries will hit new highs. Judging from the reports, the analyst who was visiting Tesla's Fremont factory uh, says that that could deliver 145,000 EVs in the quarter. Giga Shanghai, 246,000. Berlin and Texas, 60,000 each. And that would be over 511,000 vehicles in the last three months of this year alone, which is brilliant, which is probably why the wait for a Tesla in China for some models is down to one week. And when I was looking at... uh, I was talking to Octopus. So uh, Octopus Electric Vehicles do uh, salary sacrifice uh, lease vehicles. Um, And I was talking to them recently about what they're doing and how well uh, they're doing it. And obviously, I've you know, I talk about Octopus a lot. Our electricity tariff is with them. This podcast is sponsored by Octopus Electric Universe. Um, the, and so I was talking to Octopus EV about you know, what they do and, and, and I'm getting my head around um, just so I can explain it on the podcast when the subject comes up about salary sacrifice. And, uh, and they were saying, no, we've got a very steady stream of Teslas. And if somebody comes to us and says, we'd like to lease a Tesla from you, please, uh, they can pretty much say yes. Uh, we can get one to you because you know obviously they have to constantly be buying them there's always a you know it's a bit like once the wheel is spinning they're always ordering more teslas and so uh but but they can get a supply of them which is more 
than they can say for some certain other brands. But that's not the topic of this uh, story on the podcast right now. So it's great. Well, well done. Well done, Tesla. Now let's talk Ford e-Transit. Enormously important vehicle, this, for Ford and Ford Pro, their commercial bit. The Ford e-Transit with 236 miles of range. Uh, more details being released today of this EV best-selling van, helping fleets going full electric. It was unveiled back in the spring. The one-ton van arrives next year um, on the the, the 4D Transit Custom, at least, arrives next year after the full-sized e-Transit, which will be the first release, a major part of their commercial vehicle plan. 74-kilowatt-hour battery, 236 miles of range, and that's a lot for an electric van because there are electric vans out there, but they're just at the minute, not competitive with what van fleets some of the owners want. Now, look, if you do 100 miles a day, then you need an EV with, you know, 120 miles, as it were. So, you know, account for a bit of battery loss over the years, a bit of elevation, a bit of cold temperatures, and and, and then a bit of spare, and that's all the battery you need. But so many businesses don't want to be stopping every 100 or so miles. They want a couple of hundred miles real-world range in their van, and uh, this looks like it could deliver 11-kilowatt AC charging and 125-kilowatt DC fast charging as well. Great news. Now, the Aura Funky Cat is coming from China to the UK, and it's now got a five-star Euro NCAP rating. It costs £32,000 to start with, by the way. Thirty-two grand starting price, 48-kilowatt-hour battery. Um, in China, there is a 63-kilowatt-hour battery version as well. Uh, Pedro at the PushEVs.com blog says, It's surprising that Aura decided to introduce the standard-range version to Europe rather than the long-range version. But the European version does have a more powerful motor than the Chinese one. Considering that in China, the Aura Funky Cat, which there is called the Aura Good Cat, I know, um, has multiple versions of batteries with LFP cells or NCM batteries. We don't yet know what battery is going to be used in the UK Aura Funky Cat, but we do know it'll be safe. It's got a five-star Euro NCAP, but it will not be competitive on price to a vehicle like the MG4 which we now know starts at just over 25 grand. Yeah, base model, small battery. I get all that, but that's a big, big difference. When you start breaking that down into monthly payments, and I know that's how a lot of people need you know, that, that translation done, which is, oh, great. Well, that's nice, but I'm not taking 25 grand in cash out of the hole in the wall. You know what I mean? So it's like, what's the monthly payment? Still makes a huge huge difference. Now, let's talk batteries. The Israeli startup StoreDot has begun shipping samples of their fast-charging batteries for some real-world testing, says Green Car Reports. They are 30-amp-hour lithium-iron pouch cells, StoreDot said in a press release. Uh, They want to add 100 miles of range and five minutes of charging. That's their aim. Um, They are 2170, uh, in comparison to the 2170 cells that go into like a Model 3, Model Y. Uh, that is a huge jump. Uh, they Those cells are 4.8 amp hour, and these are 30 amp hour pouch cells from Store Dot. So they are going uh, to some of the uh, car makers that are investors in them, like Daimler and Vinfast and Polestar, Volvo, Aura, who we just mentioned uh, as well. So they'll be on the bench, as it were. I mean, they'll be in vehicles being tested. Um, and we'll wait and see how StoreDot's technology gets from the lab to the real world. It looks enormously impressive. Like, that, if you look at their roadmap, whether they hit it or not, it's good. You know, you talk about big, hairy goals. It's good to have them because then 
it gives you a star to aim for. And they want to fully charge an EV in two minutes by 2032. Uh, well, not fully charged, to add 100 miles. So to add 100 miles of range in two minutes. So that's as good as the time it takes to listen to maybe a song on your Apple Music and you've got a couple of hundred miles of range and off you go again. Okay, so yeah, that's 10 years away, but you know, you got to have a goal and all that. Nissan Leaf is next in the news, and the Nissan Leaf has got a bi-directional charger in the US. You can now buy Nissan Leaf owners listening to this podcast. It's made by Fermata Energy, and you can go, and I don't know what the price is. They don't list the price on the website, which is, I would say, ominous. Uh, but Nissan Leaf owners can now buy a fully approved bi-directional charger in the US from Fermata called the fe15 um and it is vehicle to home i think um all fully compliant and uh, and works with the grid which is great and the mg final story today mg zs in australia hasn't even launched and it's getting a little bit cheaper which is the news we want to hear uh, the updated zsev the new one um with its uh, facelift is starting at forty four thousand nine hundred ninety aussie dollars in excite form or 49 grand in their essence guys and that is cheaper than the prices they announced back in march that's two thousand dollars cheaper than we thought it was going to costs now recommended retail price from um, mg when you add in your stamp duty your on your road costs etc etc is low 40s it means the zs ev is once again australia's cheapest new electric vehicle in terms of rrp as the other challenger the atto 3 from byd is more expensive according to drive.com.au yay go mg zsev for the win the mighty mighty zsev and that's your podcast for today sorry it was a long one lots to get through a question of the week taking a wee break but it will return thank you very much to our premium partners of the podcast phil roberts of electric future brad crosby porsche of the village in cincinnati audi of cincinnati east volvo cars of cincinnati east national car charging on the u.s mainland and aloha charge in hawaii Derek riley and his brilliant EV Review Island YouTube channel, Richard at rsev.co.uk for buying and selling EVs in the UK. Octopus Electric Universe, uh, they provide global public charging. They make it simple uh, with one app and one map. We've just got back from a big old road trip using Ionity chargers. I know, I must be rolling in it. <laughs> I jest. Um, but um, uh, using my, uh, I was going to say electric juice, I'm so hardwired. That's the old name. Uh, the new name is Octopus Electric Universe. Uh, just tapping my card. And uh, it, it is so easy uh, just to tap your card. It ends up on your home lecky bill. Although what's really nice, actually, is it used to take a few days, a couple of weeks even, uh, to kind of get processed and show up. Now it's instant. We were driving away from the chargers, and I said to my wife, oh, can you just have a look at the uh, Octopus dot energy website and 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 see what we just spent there and it's instant and it it's li- literally listed below your home lecky bill so really really useful and it splits out for your car charging uh, so get your card uh, millbrookcottages.co.uk five star luxury cottages in devon uh, we can charge your ev while you have yourself a well-deserved break before christmas get booked in uh, thank you very much for listening today i'll see you tomorrow and remember there is no such thing as a self-charging hybrid <laughs>